Welcome to Veg World Magazine Radio, the evolution of veggie living. And now your host, Steve Prusa. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Veg World Magazine Radio. Our special guest today is Brian Patton, the sexy vegan. Brian Patton is executive chef for Vegging Out, a vegan food delivery service in Los Angeles. As the quintessential regular dude vegan chef, he started posting instructional cooking videos on YouTube as a witty ukulele playing alter ego sexy vegan, who we'll hear from today too, and quickly gained a large following. He's the author of the Sexy Vegan Cookbook, Extraordinary Food from an Ordinary Dude, and his latest release, The Sexy Vegan's Happy Hour at Home, Small Plates, Big Flavors, and Potent Cocktails, and he's been a regular contributor to Veg World Magazine. Let's welcome welcome everybody's favorite sexy vegan, Brian Patton. Oh, yes. Thank you very much, Steve. I am everybody's favorite. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> I, so, I, that's all, so I didn't have to say it. I appreciate you saying that. Thank you. Well, you know, everybody's favorite. That's got to go at the beginning of the book next time. <laughs> it, it will from now on. <laughs> so let, let's start with Brian, or are we talking to the sexy vegan? Who do we have with us today? <laughs> we are one in the same, I suppose. <laughs> uh, I, I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I flash back, back and forth at, at a moment's notice, so, <laughs> yeah. so the listeners will have to figure it out. All right. Whatever, whatever feels right. right. So. Brian, how did it start for you? How did you get into this uh, veggie lifestyle? Well, I was, uh, I guess when I first was introduced to the idea of veganism or vegan food was, uh, uh, I started working for the company that, that you just mentioned, Vegging Out. Um, I st- my friend and his brother owned the company, and uh, they hired me to do uh, some prep and also uh, some prep in the kitchen, but also marketing and stuff like that. So... I started working for them. This was going back about six and a half, almost seven years ago, probably. And uh, and I was not vegan. I had no like. I kind of knew it was out there, but didn't really know much about it. I just knew that I wouldn't be. I you know there was no animal products involved or whatever. So I knew a little bit about it. And uh, and so um, I started being exposed to this food. And I was seeing that you know you can have whole meals and. And, uh, you know, great nutrition from not, you know, from, from animal-free food. And I was really unhealthy at the time. I probably weighed about 260 pounds. And I'm only 5'9". I'm not, like, 7 feet tall. So that's not a good weight for someone my height. Um, and, uh, and I just had a lot of really bad habits, cigarettes, alcohol, I don't know. Just I was, I was in a bad way in many ways. And I thought, okay, well, I'm working for this vegan company. I have access to the food. I can cook for myself. I'm going to try to be vegan for a month. So, uh, so that's what I did. And uh, after about a month, I um, I started to feel better. I had lost a couple pounds, and I thought, okay, I could do another month. Let me see how that goes. And then, you know, ten months later, I was still vegan, and uh, you know, with a few accidental you know things happening here and there where I you know ate cheese and something or whatever, but. You know, in my head, I was, you know, vegan uh, for about 10 months. I lost about 60 pounds, and I just felt great. And uh, But then it was in that time, you know, just as you're, you know, searching for things that are vegan in general, you know, looking for recipes and things like that, you also come across the the uh, the ethical aspect of it, and, and that slowly started to creep into you know, how I was living and, and, you know, eventually I, I understood the whole, you know, the whole ethics and everything of, of being vegan. 
Well, so you you came to it kind of as a job, right? I mean, you you took this job on and yeah. and were educated through the food you were making. That's right. That's exactly how. That's a very good way to put it. I was educated through the food. That's how it. That's how it started. Um, was with the food, and then everything sort of s- uh, sprouted from there. I mean, what were your what kind of uh, views did you have on veganism at that time when when you applied for the job? Were you a chef at that point? Uh, yes. Well, I, yeah, I was cooking. I, I had just. Uh, I was not cooking for a living very long at that point. I uh, I was working in this like little cafe uh, in Culver City actually, and uh, and uh, um, and then my friends came to me. I had only been working there for about a year, and then my friends came to me uh, about vegging out, and uh, and then so uh, so I had only been cooking for about a year or so at that point when when I started with vegging out. So uh, it is cool that like. A lot of my cooking training was with vegan cuisine even before I became vegan. So I think that was that was really helpful as well. Well, our May issue of Veg World magazine, the, really the focus and the feature was about the male vegan mm-hmm. and, and how that is as a man in society where we're living in a meat and potatoes kind of thing. Sure. How's that been for you with your friends and family and how they've kind of viewed you and the way you're living your life now? Well, you know, the friends – we're, we're supportive, you know, there, there was always ribbing and joking and stuff, but, you know, I know it's in good fun. You know, they, they thought it was cute when I would put lettuce on the grill for my <laughs> grilled salad, you know. But, uh, but you know, uh, you know, and it, my family as well, certainly. I came home, I went home to visit my family, and my dad presented me with a plate of sticks and grass and said, <laughs> oh, I got lunch for you. So, uh, you know, that's all in good fun, and it's funny. Uh, but, uh, but really like I was really met with a lot of like curiosity actually. Um, you know, the, the, uh, the basic questions that one gets asked where you get your protein and calcium and all this stuff. And since I was new to being vegan, I was like stoked to answer those questions. Um, now that I've been asked them like 10,000 times, it's not as exciting to answer them, but I still gladly answer them. But really there, uh, aside from, you know, some playful joking, um, people were mostly curious and and uh, interested in what in what I was doing and how it was working, and they obviously saw the results that it had on me physically. So uh, so it wasn't uh, you know, and I come from like rural Pennsylvania, so uh, it, you know it's a it's a hunting and fishing town uh, area. So uh, you know there is definitely the possibility for some uh, for some bad. You know, some some sort of uh, <laughs> I'm losing my train of thought here. Uh, some contentious situations, which I guess I probably did have with with a few people here and there. Uh, just uh, you know, I was just out at a bar, like at my you know where where I where I grew up. I was visiting home, and it was just some guy I didn't know. He was like a friend of a friend, and it just sort of came up that I was vegan, and he he was like sort of very offended, like. You know, as if I was attacking his mother or something, and uh, we had to have a conversation. But then, at, at one point, I was just like, All right, "This guy is not gonna. He does. He just wants to argue." So, I just had to leave the conversation. But that does happen from time to time, I suppose. Do you feel like you want to educate? How how do you spread the message in your day to day life, or when you come across these situations? Are you do you lead by example, or do you try to educate other people, or what? What is what is your method on that? I, I think you hit it on the head. Leading by example, I think is is the way that I prefer, and the way that I feel is best. Um, you know, I've had roommates over the years 
who have some have become completely vegan, not because I would, you know, you know, leaflet their bedrooms, but uh, but I would, uh, you know, I would just present them with food, and I would show them what I'm doing, and or they would just watch me, you know, cooking and say, oh wow. I didn't know you could do that, or, oh, wow, I didn't know you could make that taste like that. So I think food is a great way, and the way that I obviously prefer to do it, because that's the thing that I'm good at. Um, uh, so it, um, I really feel that leading by example and, and just, you know, living, living it and uh, just having people be able to watch you, like, will make them more curious. And, uh, you know, so, uh, several of my Roommates went from eating, you know, the standard American diet to going fully vegan and then fully raw. And then, you know, then they went totally, you know, to like they were going to build an earth ship in, in Arizona <laughs> or something. Like they really gra- <laughs> grasped the whole uh, eco-friendly and, and vegan raw type thing. So, um, And that was just, you know, I wasn't preaching. I was just preaching with my food, I guess. Wow. That's great. Yeah. So... Uh, as far as vegging out, that's the mainstay. Are you still making lots of food? Let's talk a little about that and, and how that's going for you guys. Oh, yeah. Vegging out um, vegging out has been in business for well over 10 years, and it was really small when I started with them. Um, and then just over the years, we've slowly grown, uh, improved our marketing, and improved our food. And basically, we, we, we're a weekly delivery service, so we deliver a whole week's worth of fully prepared meals, and we have a different menu each week. Um, so you just place your order by Friday, we cook it up, pack it on Sunday, and deliver it to you on Monday, and then you have your meals for the week, and there's eight different dishes every week, great combination of beans and grains and greens, and, and uh, uh, we don't use any, like, faux meats or anything. We make our own. We make our own seitan. You know, we'll use tempeh and tofu here and there, but it's not too soy-heavy either. We just try to focus on whole ingredients. Um, so the menu is, you know, we adjust it seasonally. And, uh, and it's just this great weekly service that's incredibly affordable because we source our ingredients locally and we also um, um, we deliver on just the one day. So it cuts down on our costs and allows us to make it really affordable for people to get, uh, to get healthy food to themselves. And that website for Vegging Out is VeggingOut, V-E-G-I-N-Out.com. If you want that's to check correct. that out, that's in L.A. Yes. So, and we service all of Southern California, actually. We, oh. we have a way that we can ship it to, like, San Diego, Santa Barbara, uh, you know, up, up, you know, probably, you know, Palm Springs. Uh, so we can ship there uh, to those areas as well. So, yeah. Great. And so yeah. where do the inspirations for the meals come from? Or do you try to adapt standard American meals you grew up with, or how, how does that process work? Totally. It's, it's definitely a combination of adapting things that I, that I had, you know, that I loved from my childhood. Um, and those are sort of the most fun to do, like, because then when I taste them, I'm like, oh, my God, I remember this flavor, or I remember what this tasted like. This tastes just like it used to taste. So those are, like, really exciting and fun things to do. Um, I also, uh, you know, just I also just try to use seasonal ingredients. So I'll go to the farmer's market or sometimes I get, you know, one of those CSA boxes and just, you know, whatever is out there, I try to find a way to use it uh, and make it interesting and, and tasty. So, uh, you know, it comes from all around. Sometimes people will challenge me. They're like, I bet you can't make this vegan. And then I, I try my best and usually it works out. Well, here you are finding time to publish some books, too. I mean, this yeah. is incredible. So you're looking really to expand what you're doing. I mean, you're working with them, but then you've got your own brand here with the Sexy Vegan at thesexyvegan.com. Right. And, and, and that just all started sort of on a, you know, 
on a whim, I guess. It was just, uh, uh, it was back in, it was shortly after I became vegan. So it was like around 2006, and a friend of mine was telling me about this YouTube.com website, and I was like, what is that? <laughs> and uh, he told me about it, and I was like, wait a second, I could do what? Like, that sounds pretty awesome that I could make my own content and, and put it up there. So um, a lot of my – all my friends and family live on the East Coast. I live on the West Coast. So I made this little silly cooking video that I was basically just wanted to entertain my friends. And uh, and I called it the sexy vegan. I was actually originally going to call it the smoking vegan because I was smoking cigarettes at the time still. It was before I, I kicked all my bad habits. Uh-huh. And because uh, I thought it would be funny. Oh, like, yeah, I'm cooking tofu, but I'm having a cigarette. And I thought it would just be a funny little skit. But uh, but then I decided that if it had sexy in the title, that maybe more people would click on it, uh, thinking that it was like, I don't know, a girl in a bikini or something. Um, but... Uh, so, uh, so yeah, so I just put the sexy vegan first episode out there, and it just it got like it didn't go fully viral, but it started to get a lot of views and get passed around a lot. And then uh, people were asking me, "Why don't you make more of these?" I said, "Okay." So then years went by that I was making these videos, and uh, and just one day out of nowhere, I get an email from a book publisher, and they say, "Hey, do you wanna do you wanna write a cookbook for us?" And uh, well, first I had to verify that this was an actual book publisher and not one of my like idiot friends messing with me, uh, <laughs> because that had happened before. And uh, and once I verified that yes, this is a real person from a real uh, uh, publisher, then I said yes, I would love to write a, my first cookbook. So um, I didn't really have thoughts of writing a cookbook, but there, but here we are, <laughs> two cookbooks right. in. And and our listeners can visit your website or YouTube. That's where you, I see you've got your YouTube videos there. Is that the best way to uh, yeah, check everything out? Yeah, the website has – you can get to all of my social media. All, it tells you where to get the book. So the website, thesexyvegan.com, is the place, the one-stop shop um, for all my stuff. Because like, you know, I do Twitter and Instagram and, and Facebook and you know, all those things. So there's all links to that stuff there and YouTube as well. Well, this is exciting. And so now we're going to get to the point where you're going to share some of your tips. Now, you're going to share with us how to effectively manage our time in the kitchen. Yes, and, and that's, a, that's a big part of this new book um, because um, what I've done is, uh, you know, because I, I just think like, I think pe- people who are bad cooks, a lot of them aren't like bad cooks because they're bad at cooking. I think they're bad at time management. And you know that can get you flustered and get you make mis- to make mistakes if you don't properly manage these like pockets of time. So if you're making, uh, you know, if you're making just a, a pasta dish, you want to get your water boiling first. It's as simple as that. Now everybody, of course, knows that, but 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 that that idea of these pockets of time can sort of be extrapolated. Um, where, um, you know, in the book I have because in the in the Happy Hour at Home book you're you're doing. Uh, you're preparing these menus that have like two to three different dishes, sometimes four different dishes. So at the beginning of each chapter, I have, or of each menu, I have this paragraph that tells you an efficiency tip. It'll say, okay, get these in the oven first before you start this. Um, Or you don't have to chop everything up at once. You can get this process started and then chop everything up. Um, So it's, it's, you know, you just have to look at a recipe overall. And, and envision how you're doing it before you get started. Because if you just go and you chop up all your ingredients, um, then, you know, maybe, you just, maybe you'll just be getting one thing started according to the recipe, and then you, you have 
you have a half hour to wait when you could have started that thing first and chopped up your vegetables in that half hour. So my, my best tip for, and I'm sure most people do this, but you have to think about when you're reading the recipe, you know, you can even make little notes, you know, like where there will be like a little pocket of time where you can say, okay, I'm not going to chop up all my onions right now because I'll be able to do it after I you know, get the water boiling and preheat the oven and, and get the, you know, get the vegetables roasting or something like that. So I think just reading over a recipe before you do it and, and plotting it out in your head will make a big difference. And with the book that I had, with the uh, efficiency tips in the current book, I, I hope that people will be able to, like, absorb that skill by doing the recipes from my book and use that skill to apply to other cookbooks and other recipes and stuff. Yeah, that's different. You don't see a lot of cookbooks where people are incorporating these kinds of things that you're thinking about. Right, that and helps. I think, you know, that, I don't know, that's just because the way that we, that I work, you know, that I learned to cook um, in, in, at Vegging Out mostly, um, it's a lot of time management to do things most efficient, uh, efficiently. So I think I took that, that skill that I have and I wanted to impart that to, you know, people who are home cooks and want to be able to, you know, have skills that, uh, you know, professional chefs have. So um, so it's a really important aspect of, of cooking is that is that time management. So hopefully this book will, will impart that skill uh, to the reader. So talking a little more about this book, so a happy hour at home. So what's right. the concept here? How did this come out? And what's the idea between, you know, a party at home kind of thing? Uh, yeah, basically um, about a year and a half ago I had started uh, doing this uh, little thing at home. Uh, I, I'd get home on a Friday. I didn't feel like cooking a huge meal or maybe I, you know, had, it was the end of the week so I didn't have much left in the fridge because I would go to the farmer's market and do my shopping on Saturday. So um, I, would, uh, I would just whip up these little plates um, and my wife – would, would get home about an hour after me, so I had a little time. It, you know, it started off, I was just sort of surprising her with, like, these little, like, tapas-style things, and uh, we'd sit out on the balcony and, you know, be nice and, like, romantic and, you know, watching the sunset with a glass of wine and this. So I, I just kind of, and that was nice, so I kind of started doing that every Friday. I would surprise her with different, you know, different dishes, and, you know, uh, you know I'd surprise myself. I'd just open up the pantry and say, okay, there's a can of beans, there's a can, you know, there's some walnuts, you know, let's see what we can do with this stuff. Um, here's some leftover vegetables. You know, you just, you just, I was just kind of trying to be creative and, and use up what I had, basically. And, uh, and so after doing this for a month or two, uh, she, you know, started bragging to her friends about, you know, this great situation she's got going on on Friday nights. And everybody was like, well, where's our invitation? So we started having people over to, you know, uh, celebrate our little happy hour with us um, because I just felt, you know, it should be relaxing. Like how, going to happy hour at a bar or something, like, I don't know. That's more stressful than anything because there's a lot of people there. They're all blowing off steam, and they're just, like, in my way. So um, I just thought it would be, have, be nice to have a relaxing thing at home. So when the publisher um, asked me to uh, if I had any ideas for another book, I, you know, presented them with this happy hour idea, and they, uh, they, uh, they liked it, so we went with it. Yeah, th this has to be the first vegan happy hour book, I think. I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, I've <laughs> I've looked it up, and I haven't seen any other books that, uh, you know, 
that are vegan that have this sort of happy hour tapas type theme, and uh, and that you know that's the key to you know I think the key to the cookbook the whole cookbook thing you know even though I've only been doing it for a short time but like just finding that niche that hasn't been filled yet so uh, you kind of have to think outside the box because there's lots of cookbooks especially now there's many many vegan cookbooks coming out which is awesome but it makes it more difficult to come up with original original ideas um, to 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 you know capture people's attention and their imagination yeah and you include cocktail pairing and everything in there right uh, yeah yeah totally that that that's all obviously a part of happy hour so uh, so there is a chapter that uh, has cocktails I did about 10 um, ten original cocktails that uh, you know, they're they're the cocktails are paired with some of the the dishes in the book. Um, also in the menus in the book, sometimes I'll I'll just recommend a certain type of beer or a certain type of of wine or one of these signature cocktails. So, and I really try. You know, I'm not you know I'm no like trained mixologist or anything, but I I sort of try to think outside the box and use fre- uh, outside the box and use incorporate some like fresh vegetable juices like like fresh carrot juice or fresh beet juice I even use in in uh in in one of the cocktails so um I also have a have a cocktail called the bloody vulcan and uh it is made with uh juiced tomatillos uh because you know obviously bloody mary is made with tomatoes and it's red a bloody vulcan is used is tomatillos and it's green because <laughs> vulcans have green blood as we all know um so, uh, so yeah, I just tried to get, you know, I tried to use some sort of food ideas in the cocktails, and then it, it helps them marry nicely with with the the, the dishes that they're uh, that they're paired with. Great. And those interested, we we've got a sample in latest Veg World magazine, yeah. and we've got links to buy the book. Where's the best place to get the book? Should we go to thesexyvegan.com for yeah, that? Yeah, go to thesexyvegan.com. Um, you know, basically anywhere books are sold, but I have the best, you know, the best spots to buy it on on my website so if you just go to the sexyvegan.com that will uh direct you properly so looking ahead brian where do you think it's all going for the sexy vegan your plans for the future that kind of thing oh um yeah that's a good question i don't know i don't usually think that far ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah well you know i i just i want to keep doing the videos that i'm doing i'm i sort of got some new equipment i'm getting a little more sophisticated with my you know quality of my videos so you know eventually maybe i'd just want to you know sort of just produce you know my own show um you know it would be on the internet for the time being i suppose but uh i you know maybe want to get a little bit more serious about doing that because i think that's really you know one of the best ways to teach people is using video um especially for cooking which is also why i incorporate the video and the little qr codes in with the book as well um, so, you know, I, I'd want to, you know, do more regular, uh, videos. I also started my own podcast where I, you know, will give recipes and stuff like that. So, um, just whatever I can do to increase my output of getting people great recipes, um, is really what I, what I'm always on the lookout for new ways to do that. Well, as we wind down here, is there any recipes you can share with our listeners? Uh, I know it's a little different. We're doing an audio podcast, but is there anything you can share with us? Oh, um, okay, let's see. Um, something off the top of my head that I just made the other day, and this is going to be a rough estimate, uh, but I made this, um, I made this almond, is, is a r- almond chorizo type of thing. And, uh, and so I took about, let's see, it was about a cup of raw almonds, uh, 
uh, or not, they were, they were, actually I used roasted almonds. Uh, so I took a couple of roasted almonds, put them in the food processor with uh, about a tablespoon of, um, tablespoon of sun-dried tomatoes, like the ones packed in oil, so there was a little bit of their oil in there. I did about a half a clove of garlic and fennel seeds and, uh, uh, you know, just a, a pinch of fennel, fennel seeds, um, about a teaspoon of smoked paprika, and a half a teaspoon of sherry vinegar. And I think that was it. And I blended that together, and it became this sort of crumbly, really delicious, really tangy uh, chorizo-type, you know, it could be a topping. I, I used it. What did I use it on? Uh, oh, I, I made like a, like this breakfast potato hash with chorizo. So I had steamed some uh, some uh, potatoes. I had some, like, nice, like, purple potatoes and red potatoes and Yukon golds. And I... Uh, I, diced them, I chopped them up into one-inch chunks. I uh, steamed them until they were soft, and then I sautéed them in, with some scallions and some coconut oil, and then added this chorizo, or the, the almond chorizo, when it was all brown and mixed it all together. And then it was that was really, really good, really great breakfast. Breakfast side, you got a little protein in there. You got, you know, you got some great flavor in there. So uh, that was just something I came up with the other the other day, and and it was really tasty. So I plan on uh, making that again for sure. Nice. Well, thanks for sharing that. Oh, my pleasure. And thank you for being part of Veg World Magazine. We love having you in there. Your videos are so entertaining, and just thank really you. want to keep featuring you in there and the work you're doing. It would be my pleasure, Steve. Thank you very much. So again, it's Brian Patton. He's the sexy vegan at thesexyvegan.com. Brian, thanks so much for being part of VegWorld Magazine and our radio show today, and you know we'd love to have you on down the road, too. Thanks very much, Steve. Anytime. Appreciate okay. it. Okay, thanks. Take care, man. Bye. Bye. And that was Brian Patton. Again, the website, thesexyvegan.com. This is Steve Prusak. I'm the host of VegWorld Magazine Radio. Thank you. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to VegWorld Magazine Radio. Join us each month for exclusive interviews with the movers and shakers in veggie living. Subscribe free at www.vegworldmag.com.